Frequency Cast, unofficial guide. Please stand by. Hi and welcome to the first of Frequency Cast's unofficial guides. My name is Carl and with us is our tech expert, Pete. Hi there. You may know us as the voices behind Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and tech podcast. This isn't one of our regular podcasts, though. This is a special audio guide on a top tech topic. In our unofficial guides, we'll help to dissect some technology, explain how to get the most out of it, and answer some FAQs. So, Pete, what are we covering in the first of our guides? Well, one of the most popular installments of Frequency Cast is show number nine, where we discussed beat. T's home hub, remember that? Yep. So that's what we're going to discuss. In this show, we're going to look at five topics. An introduction to the home hub, setting the clock, setting up wireless and security, improving Wi-Fi reception, and port forwarding. Are you following this, Carl? Yep. So let's get started, Pete. We're going to get started with an introduction and some common questions. This section lasts five minutes, 40 seconds. So what actually is the home hub? Well, it's BT's broadband wireless router. It plugs into your phone line and lets you use broadband internet, voice over the internet using a service called Broadband Talk, and also services like on-demand TV using BT Vision. First off, a few answers to some common questions. The BT Home Hub can only be used with BT Total Broadband, as the broadband connection settings are hard-coded into the Home Hub. This means that you can't use it with services like Virgin, Tiscali, AOL, etc. There is actually an unofficial way to make the Home Hub work with other providers by reflashing the onboard software, but this is risky, techy, and neither supported nor recommended. One other common question we've been asked is, should you leave your Home Hub on all the time? The answer to that one is yes, it does need to be connected to your phone line and powered up in order to work. So if you want to use the internet or you want to use broadband talk or BT Vision, the Home Hub must be plugged in and powered. And one other important thing to point out, when you get your Home Hub, you'll be given some software on a CD. Now you don't actually need to use this, and in some cases it's not a good idea to use it. That software will be sitting running in the background taking system resources, and it won't be that often that you need to adjust your Home Hub settings. So assuming you haven't installed this software, how do you actually get in to manage your Home Hub? Well, without using their software, there's a very, very simple way of connecting in, and that's using a web browser. The easiest way to do this for the first time is to connect your computer directly into your home hub using an Ethernet cable. Then, go to your web browser, say Firefox or Internet Explorer, and in the address bar, type in http colon forward slash forward slash bthomehub.home and then press enter. An alternative to typing that address is you can actually just enter the IP address of your home hub. The default IP address is 192.168.1.254. Entering either of those two things into a connected web browser should hook you straight into the BT home hub. In front of you there's a screen that outlines your broadband connection and your broadband speed. On the left there's a menu that says Home, Telephones, Services, Troubleshooting and Advanced. If for any reason you haven't got to this screen, check that you've got a direct connection between your computer and the Home Hub, ideally using the Ethernet cable. To make any changes to the Home Hub, you need to be logged on as the administrator. To do this, go to the Advanced menu option, and you should see a message prompting you to continue to Advanced. So click on that. You'll now get a pop-up box that says Connect to BT Home Hub, and asks for a username and password. The default username is admin, A-D-M-I-N, 
and the default password is also admin. Enter those, you can also tick the remember my password option and then click OK. All being well, you've now logged in and you should be able to see some new menu options, configuration, wireless, telephony, internet, IP address, devices, etc. You're now logged on and from here you can make some more powerful changes. So, now we've logged on to the BT Home Hub Manager, let's take a quick look around. Under configuration you should have options for wireless, telephony, internet, IP address, devices, application sharing, firewall and dynamic DNS. Wireless is where you set up your wireless access to your BT Broadband Talk service and the BT Home Hub phone if that's connected. Internet should give you some basic information about your internet connection including how long you've been connected and your IP address. This IP address is the unique address that identifies you to the internet. The next option is IP addresses and we need to spend a couple of seconds in here. Click on IP addresses. Your BT Home Hub has the option to use something called DHCP. Every time anything connects into your home hub, it needs to be given a unique network address or an IP address. If you use DHCP, the home hub automatically deals with this for you, so it will allocate you an IP address. We suggest, unless there's a good reason not to, you enable DHCP server with the tick box. If you scroll a little bit further down, you should see DHCP pools, and in there will be something called LAN underscore private. This is the range of addresses that your home hub will assign. So looking at our home hub, we have the number 192.168.1.64 to 192.168.1.237. This is the range that's automatically available through DHCP. If we wanted to connect, say, a new laptop, it will automatically be assigned a number in that pool. That's a unique identifier for that laptop using your home hub. The next option in the menu is Devices. This will give you a list of all the equipment that's connected at some point into your home hub. Then there's application sharing. We'll cover this in more detail later. Next there's firewall. We suggest for security reasons you do keep your firewall enabled. We've selected standard. Firewall is a basic way of keeping intruders out. It's not 100% foolproof and it's always advisable to have an antivirus software and even a software firewall product installed as well. You also have options for system and status. System will allow you to change your password, you can reset your home hub and you can change the time. And status gives you some basic information about your connection. It'll give you the software version number, you can also look at devices connected to your home network and you can look at your internet connection speed. So that's a quick rundown of what you can do through your BT Home Hub Manager. Thanks Pete. So what are we going to cover next? Okay, next off we're going to look at how to set up the clock on your home hub. And this section lasts 1 minute 42. So, for those of you who aren't interested, fast forward now. Your BT Home Hub has a clock built in. This is handy for if you have one of the BT Hub phones, as that displays the time and date. You do need to set up the correct time on your Home Hub. Here's a quick guide to how to do that. So, we go to the Home Hub through our browser, and we go for Advanced. And then on the menu, you have the System option. Under System, there should be an option for Time. You have an option to use manual configuration or automatic configuration. Manual, you just type in the time, but we tend to prefer going for automatic. This means that your home hub doesn't lose any time, and also that the time will adjust when the clocks go back or forward. Let's configure it automatically. Put a tick in the auto configuration box. In time zone, change that to UTC GMT Dublin Edinburgh London. And then you should have some boxes for time server. Now these are internet-based servers that broadcast out the current time for you. 
there are many different time servers out there, and there's a few we recommend. In time server 1, we recommend you type europe.pool.ntp.org. That's a European time server. In time server 2, we've gone for time.windows.com. And BT has their own, which you can enter into Time Server 3. That is ntp.homehub.btopenworld.com. There are three different time servers. One of those should be able to provide you with the current time. Enter those three and press Apply. Your Home Hub now should have the correct time and require no further adjustments. Thanks, Pete. That was excellent. Uh, Now what? Next up, we're going to look at how to set up Wi-Fi and how to make sure your home hub is nice and secure. And this will last six minutes, seven seconds. So for those of you who aren't interested, fast forward now. Here's how to set up your BT Home Hub for wireless access so that you can get computers and other devices to connect wirelessly. First of all, you need to log on as admin, as we've already covered. Once you've logged in, on the left-hand side, there should be a menu option called Wireless. Give this a click. Now, you should have a wireless configuration screen. First of all, there's an option that says Interface Enabled. You need to tick this if you want to use Wi-Fi. The next field is a field called Network Name, SSID. This is a short name that you give to your wireless network so that you can find it. Enter a short name here without spaces, such as Dave's Hub or Home Office, just something short so that you can recognise it when you see a list of them. Next you have a pull-down that says Interface Type. This has various speeds, 802.11b, 802.11b Legacy. The easiest one to go with is 802.11b slash g. This means it'll work with the older b standard and today's more modern g standard. Next, you have channel selection. In the UK, Wi-Fi uses channels in a range between 1 and 13. These channels are used to stop you clashing with other wireless equipment, perhaps your next-door neighbours or other equipment in the house. It's probably best to go with a channel selection of automatic. This will pick a number between 1 and 13 that works best. If for any reason in the future you find out you're either clashing with something else or you get intermittent signal problems, it may be an idea to change this to manual and then set a number. But for the moment, let's leave it at automatic. And the next field is Allow Multicast from Broadband Network. Just tick that and then press Apply. So that's your basic wireless setup complete. Now, on the menu on the left, we want to click Security. Security is important with Wi-Fi. If you're connecting with an Ethernet cable into the home hub, you're fairly secure. But with Wi-Fi, you're using radio signals to connect to your home hub between computers. In theory, your neighbours or anyone parked up outside your house can connect into your BT hub to get free use of your broadband connection and also to try and get into your home network. So it is very important to make sure that your setup is secure. In the security option, there are a number of settings to help you out here. First of all, there's a tick box that says Broadcast Network Name. This is the SSID, or the short ID we talked about earlier. Once everything's set up in your house and you've got everything connected, we suggest you untick this option. This stops broadcasting out your network name, which makes it a bit harder for other people to find you. So untick Broadcast Network Name. The next box is Allow New Devices. Normally this is set to New Stations Are Allowed. This means that other devices can connect fairly easily. If you're security conscious, you can change this to New Stations Are Not Allowed. This will stop new equipment connecting through. Next we have something called encryption. Now this is an important one. You do want to make sure that your data traffic sent wirelessly is encrypted. So with encryption you have four options. You have Disabled, Use Web, 
use WPA-PSK or use WPA encryption. One thing you don't want is to leave this set on disabled. This means you have no encryption and no security. WEP is the original protection and it's not as good as WPA. In preference, we'd say use WPA-PSK. This will give you the most secure connection you can have. However, some old equipment doesn't have WPA and can only use WEP. Let's assume you can use WPA and let's tick the Use WPA-PSK encryption option. This pops up another two windows here. You're prompted for the version to use. The most secure one here is WPA2, but if you have some older equipment you want to connect to, you may need to go with WPA plus WPA2. Then we have to look at the WPA-PSK encryption key. Now this is a secret key that anyone that needs to connect into your home hub will need. So here in this field you need to type in a unique phrase that's between 8 and 63 characters long. Now the longer this phrase is and the more complex it is, such as with numbers or characters, the more secure it is. So pick something that's at least 8 characters long, something with numbers and letters like frequency cast 02081334567 will be quite a long and secure phrase. Type in something like that, make sure you keep it safe. A little tip here is once you've typed it, select it with your mouse so it turns blue, right click on it and select copy. Then on the PC, go start, run and type in notepad. And there you have a blank notepad entry. Now do control V with the keyboard and that should paste your wireless key into notepad. Now from notepad do file, save as and save it somewhere on your computer. That phrase is an important phrase to remember because every time you connect another laptop or another PC wirelessly to your home hub, you're going to need to enter that at some point, so do keep that safe. Now looking back at the manager, you can press apply and that should enable your wireless settings. So now we've set up our home hub, let's look at how to get a laptop logged onto the internet over Wi-Fi. Here we're assuming a Windows XP laptop. We click on start, we click on settings, control panel, then we have an option that says network connections. The laptop already has wireless turned on. If you're not sure how to do this, check your user manual. Assuming wireless is turned on, there should be an option that says wireless network connection. Double click on this. And there's a box that says view wireless networks. Click on that. That should search around using the wireless receiver and find any available connections in your area. On the laptop we're using, it's found our home hub and it's also found a couple of other routers from other manufacturers, presumably our next door neighbours. So we double click on our one. It's now prompting me for a wireless key. So this is where we enter that key phrase, the WPA phrase we talked about earlier. So we type that in. And as if by magic, we have a connection. Easy as that. Excellent. And what about now? Next up, we're going to look at Wi-Fi reception and ways of improving the reception of your wireless from your home hub. Excellent. And this will take 1 minute 18 seconds. For those of you who aren't interested, fast forward now. Here are some tips to help improve your wireless signal. If you're covering a house, it makes sense to try to keep your home hub in the middle of the house. This gives you the widest radius. Wi-Fi does have a limited range, and walls, doors, radiators can all reduce that range. If you're on the edge of reception, try repositioning the hub away from anything metal. Also, try repositioning the hub's aerial, and changing the hub's height from the ground. If you're getting an intermittent signal, it could be you're getting interference from electrical equipment that's close to the hub or the receiver. 
Try moving the home hub away from your TV, computer monitor or mains cabling. This can help to reduce interference. Experiment with moving your home hub to a new location. Also, it may help to change the wireless channel. There are 13 wireless channels available and from configuration wireless you can change this. By default, the home hub is set to automatic, but you can manually change the number to anything between 1 and 13. This can help. If you've still got no joy, then you can get something called a wireless extender or a Wi-Fi repeater. These will receive your Wi-Fi signal, boost it and rebroadcast it. Take a look at the FrequencyCast website where we'll have a link to some of these wireless extenders. The address www.frequencycast.co.uk slash guide.html Excellent, Pete. And uh, what about our last area? What's that? This is a tough one. This is port forwarding. Port forwarding. You've confused me already. I'm going to be listening to this one. This is going to take up a valuable 5 minutes 24 seconds of my life, but I'm sure I'll be 5 minutes wiser, at least. If you're not interested, fast forward now. Port forwarding is probably one of the most advanced things you need to do with your home hub, and it's not particularly easy. We'll go through some basic port forwarding slowly. You may need to pause the playback as you walk through these steps. Port forwarding is essential if you want to connect something from the outside world into your home secure environment. The BT Home Hub has a firewall that's designed to keep intruders out, but now and then you need to open a special door to let things in. Let's give you the example of the Slingbox. This is a device that you plug into your TV set and the internet, and you can watch your TV from around the world over the internet. For this to work, if you're out and about, you need to use a laptop to connect into your home system, but the firewall that's there to protect your home hub won't let it in. What you have to do is open up a special port to allow you to connect in direct to your Slingbox while keeping that security in place. So let's walk through how to set up external access to a Slingbox through the BT Home Hub. Go to your web browser and as before type in bthomehub.home to get to the Home Hub interface. Then go into Advanced and look for Configuration. Then choose an option called Application Sharing. To make life easy, some of the common applications already have their settings set up in the Home Hub. We happen to know that the Slingbox isn't in there, so we're going to add this manually. In the third paragraph, there's an option that says, if the game or application you're looking for does not exist, click here to create it. So we're going to click here. You're now prompted to enter the name of this connection. So here we're going to type in Slingbox. Then we want to set manual entry of port maps. Press Next. The next screen says Game or Application Definition. Here you need to enter some information about exactly what you want to port forward. We know that with the Slingbox we need to port forward port number 5001 using the TCP protocol. If you're doing something other than the Slingbox, look for that kind of information, the port numbers and the protocol. At the screen we're looking at now we have some options. The first one, Protocol, has a pull-down for TCP or UDP. Set that to TCP. Then there's a port range. You could set in a range, like from number 5000 to number 5010, but here we just want 5001. So we enter 5001. And then in Translate 2, we also enter 5001. Now click Add. Once you've added that, you get back to the same screen, now asking you if you want to add any extra ports to forward for this application. For Slingbox we don't, so we can leave that there. Once you've set up the port you want to forward, you next need to pick the target device that you'll be forwarding to. From the menu on the left, click on Devices. 
What you should find now is a list of the devices that have previously connected into your home hub. There'll be columns for name, IP address and interface. Down this list on the left you should either see the name of the device or you should see something that says unknown and a long series of numbers and letters. Have a look down this list and look at the thing that you want to forward your port to. With luck it might be your home computer, in which case that will already have a friendly name like Pete's computer. If not, you might find you have to look at these things that say unknown. What you're looking at there is the unique identifier that identifies a piece of equipment that's connected into your home hub. Any equipment that connects into your home hub should connect in using a unique MAC address. If you look at, say, the Slingbox, look at the base of the Slingbox and you should see the MAC address printed underneath. Similarly, things like a network card or a laptop should have their MAC address available as well. Now what we want to do is identify the device that we're forwarding the port to. Our Slingbox happens to have one of these silly numbers, unknown-00-16. So what we want to do is change that to a more friendly name. So we find it in our list of devices and click Edit. That pops up a box that will allow us to change the name. So in here where it says Information New Name, so we enter the name Slingbox and press Apply. So there we go, in the device list Slingbox has a nice friendly name. So if you're following along so far, you'll realise that we've forwarded a port 5001 and we've also selected our target device that we want to forward to. Now we have to put those together, so with the menu on the left we click Application Sharing and then we get the Game and Application Sharing screen. On this page there's a table headed Gamer Application, Device and Log. At the bottom of that table there's a pull down list. On the left we're pulling down the forwarded port information. So if we click that open and scroll down, there we have Slingbox. So that's our 5001 forwarded port. In the next column, Device, we look at that pull down and there should be our friendly named Slingbox device. So we click on that and now we click Add. So we now have the Slingbox application forwarding to the device Slingbox. That is all you need to do. So we've now opened port 5001 to the outside world, so a Slingbox player from outside of our premises can dial in using port 5001 and connect to our Slingbox to watch TV. So there you go, that's basically BT Home Hub's port forwarding in a nutshell. Hopefully you've found this unofficial guide of use. If you've got any questions that we've not covered, check out the FAQ on our website which is www.frequencycast.co.uk. Also, if you have any comments or suggestions for our show, we'd love to hear from you. And remember to sign up for our regular podcast, jam-packed with TV and tech news. Our focus is on new technology, plus questions and comments from our listeners. Here's a quick teaser of some of our shows. What have you got there? This is the hottest bit of kit. Because it's sent digitally, it's better quality. I'm just wanting to ask you for a comparison between BT Vision against... Freeview News. In the last few weeks, we've seen two new stations... What's the roundabout? Second exit. We've had the top-up TV anytime box since December. We are absolutely disgusted with the service. Use broadband to get television over the internet. Now, it's a darkened room you live in, isn't it, normally? Nabba's tag. Gizmo wannabe. If you want high def, then Sky is very clearly the one to go for at the moment. Sign up for a tantalising take on technology or listen online at www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequencycast. Unofficial guide. Shutdown complete.